G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, it has been a significant week in federal politics. As things got underway, the very first day of the sitting year for 2017, uh, the bombshell of Senator Cory Bernardi exiting the Liberal Party, forming his own Conservative Party. Well, let's get some insights today from leading cultural commentator Bill Muhlenberg, our regular catch-up for a Friday. Hello, Bill. Welcome along. Great to be back, as always. Uh, Bill, this was something I imagine in your mind uh, was anticipated would happen, uh, that the idea that there would be a conservative who'd break free from the Liberal Party, and almost as a protest, but uh, for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, how did you feel about that when you, when the news broke that Cory Bernardi had exited the Liberal Party? Yes, well, it was really no surprise to those kind of in the know. I suppose you could say he'd been hinting at this for a while. Him and some others have expressed their dissatisfaction. The uh, recent election was a blow to many conservatives. The uh, dumping of Tony Abbott was a real uh, blow. So, you know, uh, Corey certainly had made it clear over uh, a good period of time now that he wasn't happy, and he started up his conservative movement and got some 50,000 names there. So that was a good start. So all in all, it looked pretty clear that uh, it was just a matter of time. He said when he got back from the U.S. where he was for a few months that, you know, here was Malcolm looking again at foolish things like uh, on the, you know, climate change and the like, things that he thought were kind of dead and buried with the liberals. So a number of things indeed are on the list, which we can go through, but we knew pretty much it was in- inevitable. And sure enough, just a few days ago, he uh, made the move, and now it's a whole new situation in Australian politics. Bill, do you see this move as something of an intensifying of a conservative nature, not only within the established parties, uh, or at least breaking away from those and creating something of a an intensified conservatism, but is this something you think is a trend, a pattern? Is is this likely to continue? Well, it certainly seems to be globally. At least in the West, we have all kinds of examples of this very thing happening. A few of the more obvious ones, of course, would be uh, Brexit from last year, the move for Britain to leave the EU. And, of course, the whole Trump phenomena, the uh, surprise win of this kind of maverick uh, or rogue uh, politician kind of uh, saying, you know, we're unhappy with business as usual, certainly with the main two political parties, but we have in Europe similar moves afoot. Certainly people are not all that thrilled in Germany with Merkel and some of her immigration policies. Uh, Marine Le Pen in France is running now for president and may have a chance to win. Uh, The uh, strongly Islam-critical Hirt Wilders and his party 
uh, may well actually win in Holland in their March elections. So there seems to be a bit of a, a global sweep of people getting fed up with business as usual, politics as usual, and often in a two-party system, both parties looking a whole lot like each other. And, you know, where are the real conservatives? Where's the real action for those who are concerned about life issues, family and marriage issues, the threat of uh, stealth jihad and so on. A lot of people are feeling like their voices are just not being heard. So around the world and now in Australia with Cory Bernardi, uh, I think there is a real groundswell, a grassroots movement, and I guess it remains to be seen how uh, Cory will do with this and how we can harness it for perhaps a powerful third party. Bill, if we reflected back to the transition to the Turnbull leadership after Tony Mm. Abbott, uh, there were a swathe of Conservatives who held very significant positions on the front bench uh, who were relegated to the back benches. Uh, You've got Mm -hmm. one man, Corey Bernardi, who's breaking away from the pack. What about the other languishing MPs, Mm. former ministers, uh, those who are just uh, on the back bench? Uh, What are your thoughts about how they may be feeling about these changes. Well, I'm sure they're uh, conflicted big time. I mean, some of them are saying, you know, we're going to stick with the libs. And uh, But I, I really, well, I know many of these people, and I know they would be having the same angst as Corey Bernardi did. You can think of so many who are languishing on the back bench when they're really champions in so many areas. You know, people like Kevin Andrews or Erica Betts, George Christensen, there would be many solid conservatives who are, of course, being treated rather poorly by Malcolm Turnbull. And, uh, you know, many of them were obviously upset when he stabbed Tony Abbott in the back. And the election six months ago saw something like a million disgruntled liberal voters abandoning the libs and go to the smaller parties. So that would be part of Corey's thinking. If there's a million people uh, half a year ago so upset with the libs, maybe I can uh, rope in some of these people and we can have a real go at a genuine conservative political force in Australia. Well, Bill, commentators this week have been saying why, uh, after just seven months since the last election, Uh, Mm -hmm. And with Malcolm Turnbull sort of holding the line, holding a generally conservative line, would he make this move? Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, interesting thoughts about vacillation by the Liberals on key conservative concerns, things like uh, natural marriage and uh, defending life and uh, Section 18C, the Racial Discrimination Act. Is is, is Mm -hmm. it the case that, uh, that the Liberals perhaps just... Uh, just floundering, floundering around with some of those very important issues and uh, to the frustration of uh, conservatives. And, and that's what's actually causing this, uh, this major uh, explosion uh, to come out of the Liberal Party. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it. I mean, even sadly, when Tony Abbott was at the helm, he did nothing on the 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act, which is such a violation of free speech and such a dangerous weapon of the left to really silence actually people like you and me. So that was a disappointment already. And of course, Malcolm Turnbull is, well, look, he's labor light. He's never been a true conservative. And even just this past week, there were now rumblings within the libs about we should have a free vote on the homosexual marriage issue. I think that was finally the 
you know, the last straw on the camel's back. And Corey Bernardi said, look, this is ridiculous. We're getting nowhere. It's getting worse by the minute. So I'm going to harness this uh, wave of discontent that's sweeping the West and see if it can be replicated here in Australia. So that was the move. And uh, as, as we say, early days, but how it pans out, I, I wish him well. We've already been praying for him. And uh, yeah, well, I hope we do get a genuine alternative because the two parties as they stand are, uh, you know, nothing to get much excited about. And it would appear that he has made this decision this week uh, with the backing of uh, support that's coming from uh, grassroots conservative people, uh, reported yep. to be somewhere in the vicinity of 50,000 members. Uh, are you that's aware right. of how accurate that might be? Yeah, well, that was uh, his conservative movement, which he started prior to his conservative political party had garnered that uh, sort of numbers. So we knew already that he had that many in terms of just people, you know, sign up for emails and so on, but it's a start. So we were aware of his uh, numbers. We were aware certainly both federally and in Queensland, where I happen to be at the moment, how much of a groundswell of support for people like Pauline Hansen as well. She's, uh, you know, done well federally and is expected to do very well at the next Queensland election. So there's already moves underfoot for uh, Ordinary Australians are getting a bit tired of the two parties and not representing their values and core beliefs that they are running with either independents or smaller parties. So uh, I suppose this is the right time to make that move. Well, Bill, uh, not on topic with what we've been talking about. You did mention you have been in Queensland this week in Brisbane, Mm. addressed a meeting of uh, pro-lifers on Wednesday night. Uh, Tomorrow there's the March for Life that's happening in the streets of Brisbane and uh, expectation that there'll be a lot of people turning out and perhaps even for the first time ever to stand on the street and make a demonstrated statement of standing for life. Next week there's momentous issues happening with abortion reform in Queensland with the Pine Bills. Uh, what's your encouragement for people to to be active and to mm. demonstrate their, their position on a pro-life issue uh, coming into this weekend and next week? Yes, by all means, everyone who's uh, hearing my voice and lives somewhere in the Brisbane area certainly should turn up on Saturday for the uh, March for Life. Uh, Mind you, it might be a bit hot according to the weather forecast, but it's the least we can do for the unborn who gets slaughtered so callously, you know, 100,000 a year. And it's not just the abortion issue. The euthanasia battle is again raising its ugly head here in Queensland. So, yeah, a lot is happening on the political stage, uh, certainly coming to a rally on Saturday. That's the least we can do. Um, Part of what I've done here this week is to launch my two new books, one on abortion, one on euthanasia. So those are resources as well, of course, that may help people to get some of the facts and figures they need to argue the case for life. So certainly that's available while I was here this week. We did chat with some politicians as well. I'd, I'd encourage all of your listeners do the same. We all have our, you know, your local member, you're paying for their job with your taxes. So why not get in touch with those who are representing you? Have a little chat, take them out for coffee and just share some of your pro-life concerns as you buy them a latte or cappuccino. It's the least we can do to stand for life, and we can all make a great difference if we do just a little bit. 
Well, Bill Muhlenberg, always good getting your insights and we'll talk again next Friday, but uh, all the best for your visit to Queensland. Uh, Thanks so much for sharing your heart with us again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. And I'll point people to simply Google Culture Watch or Bill Muhlenberg and you'll find Bill's latest articles and a way too you can get a hold of his latest books. Thanks, Bill. We'll catch up soon. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.